in today's show. We'll recap all of Tuesday's action in the NBA. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Let's go into the news. Um, covered most of the stuff in the injury show earlier today. So I'm not going to go through every person in COVID protocols, but just a few that have happened uh, since that injury show went live to air. But also the news that Bradley Beal is apparently vaccinated. There was going to be a new rule instituted in DC about requiring uh, vaccinations for people to enter indoor spaces. I don't know if that was going to apply to the basketball team. I don't think it was. But the report now is that Bradley Beal has been vaccinated against COVID. He is currently in the protocols, but this should allow him an earlier return. He was actually questionable for today. And uh, yeah, if there is any situation where the Wizards have to play in Toronto in a playoff game, maybe a play-in game, um, he'll be able to go. So there you go. Um, two other late, uh, or three late entries into the protocols. Max Struess was pulled just before the game to go into the protocols. He'd been putting up some good numbers, so that really does val- or increase the value of someone like a Caleb Martin. Hassani Gravit was starting for the Magic, played the first half, and then entered the protocols. So that um, lineup there. Now, it doesn't appear... We'll, we'll actually get to that other update there now. Cole Anthony, it doesn't appear this is just going to be like a couple of games. The way that uh, Jamal Mosley was talking is it might be a few more games out for Anthony, which is obviously really troublesome. He had that ankle problem last season as well. And this is, uh, yeah, this is going to be five out of the last six games that he's missed due to the ankle problem. Gravit was starting in his spot. I, I would imagine they probably go to Roderick Hampton Jr., but they haven't been. But they also could get Terrence Ross back in the next game. Uh, there's Tim Frazier they can use there as well. I wouldn't think that anyone's going to be a must-roster player there. And the other guy who was a 12-team player that went into protocols is John Conchar. With Brooks and Melton in the protocols, Conchar was starting and putting up good numbers. I think this means it's, we're going to have to add Kyle Anderson now. I would assume they have to start him at the three. If Zaire Williams does come back, he would get back into the rotation as well. But Conchar, who was a 12-team option, is now a droppable guy. And then we hoped we would get a Kali Linick update. The update was from Dwayne Casey. I have no update. All right, cool. I, I don't know when this dude's coming back. He's, once we hear a word, you add him. It's really tough to stash a bloke when we don't know when he's coming back, though, given everything else that's happening around us. But it would just be good to get some sort of information on when the hell this guy's coming back. Oh, Josh, why, why do you think you deserve updates on injuries? Because the, the NBA requires transparency on injuries from teams. It's simple as that. And I am a part of the NBA media and you are NBA fans. And that is part of what a sports league does. They give proper updates on injuries. So why do I think I'm entitled to injury updates? Because it literally is something the NBA has to do. And that, that's why. And people always, I find it always so weird when people say, oh, why are you complaining? You don't deserve to know anything about their injuries. Well, yeah, actually we do. Like this is part of the, not the contract, but part of a social contract or part of you know, what happens in sports leagues is sports leagues and teams need to disclose these things. That's it. It's simple as that. And they haven't. All right. Let's talk about the top ads over the last 24 hours. Malik Monk. I think that's a really good pickup. 
He started for the Lakers today. You know, Ellington and all these other spuds they got there. Monk has the highest upside. Grab him. It might blow up in your face, clearly, but grab him. Peyton Pritchard, up 27%. Schroeder was inadvertently left off the injury report, but he is back on the injury report, and he is out for tomorrow. Richardson should return, but Pritchard has a big opportunity. We don't know if Marcus Smart is going to play or not. Pritchard uh, has some 12-team value. Marcus Morris is a good 12-team ad. He's up 15 Otto Porter up 14%. Yeah, worth worth a crack. And Steve Adams, yeah, obviously played well last game. I'm not trusting it long-term, but why not? Um, the Dr. Gary Payton, good ad. DJ Wilson, obviously that didn't... Um, didn't go too well for him today. He didn't play in the first half for some reason. He had to pass protocols. And now they are getting all their players back, so you can drop DJ. Cam Reddish up 10%. He's a great short-term ad. Vassell up 9%. I like him in the short-term. And I um, don't know why people were adding Grayson Allen, but no, you don't need to add Grayson Allen anywhere. There's just no need. Um, no need to add him in that sort of situation. If we look at the top drops, Garrison Matthews. Yep. No worries, totally behind dropping him. He's down in 19% of leagues, as is DeLon Wright. Drop both of them. Batum down 12, Melton down 12, O'Neal down 11, Nwora down 10, Crowder down 9. All of those blokes are 12-team league drops. Naz Reed down 8 while well, he returned today after whatever that Timberwolves protocol nonsense was. Um, played like 12 minutes off the bench. Towns looks like he'll be back in one or two games. No need to hold on to Reed. Demarcus Cousins is a drop. And then there was Kyle Anderson who was dropped. Which made sense, but now with the protocolness of John Concha, you go back and add Kyle Anderson for this little short-term uh, period of games, which um, yeah are coming up for the Grizzlies over the next couple. I believe they've got a five-game week next week as well, Memphis. But if you don't have a five-game week of, I don't know, streaming services, that's one of the worst. It's I think I had a terrible segue the other day. That's probably one of the worst. But unless if you've got a bad schedule and you are too busy to check all of the things that you've signed up for, all of the free trials, why don't you engage Truebill? Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions that you don't need, that you don't want, or that you simply forgot about. On average, people save up to 720 bucks per year with Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start cancelling today at truebill.com slash locked on NBA. Go right now. That's truebill.com slash locked on NBA. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash locked on NBA. Okay, let's go into the recaps. Game one, the Milwaukee Bucks. They get it done over the Orlando Magic pretty comfortably in the end. 127-110 is the final score. Um... Bob Portis, back starting, 29 minutes, 19 and 7, 5 triples, remains a must-roster player. And with Cousins playing just 16 off the bench, you can go and drop him in 12-team leagues. The Shout-out to the bloke who left a great comment on YouTube videos. I love your videos, Josh, but I just have a request, and I thought, oh, here we go. What are you going to tell me to do? And he goes, oh, can you just talk about the Pat Connaughton situation? Like, no problem, mate. Absolutely no worries at all. Connaughton played 22 minutes. DiVincenzo played 16 minutes, and Grayson Allen played 23 minutes. What Connaughton was doing, and I said it, over and over again. I said, I don't know how this is happening. I have absolutely no trust this is going to happen long-term. And when players come back, I can't see how he possibly is a 12-team league guy. Well, that time has come. He is not a 12-team league player. Pat Connaughton, what should we do, Jack Armstrong? Get that garbage out of here! Stick that on Grayson Allen and Dante DiVincenzo as well. Neither of those trio are must-roster players. If players get injured, sure, we add them, but no. Chris Middleton, 21-2-3. Giannis, 28-6-6 six six with 70 from the line. And 18, 4, and 10 for Drewy Holiday. Some good games there for those guys. But the important thing is the Connaughton, Allen, DiVincenzo. 
I don't think any of them are must-roster 12-team league guys, and I think you have much better opportunities in that roster spot than holding those blokes in there. I just don't think that that is going to be worth it. For the Orlando Magic side of things, they were obviously without a bunch of players. No Suggs, Isaac, Akiki, Ross, Fultz, Mulder, Carter Williams, Moore, Anthony, and Bumba. I think Bumba could return next game as well. How about Franz Wagner? 38 points. He took 20 shots. He hit 60% of them. He was 10 of 10 from the line. Seven rebounds, three assists, a steal, and a block. That's 55 fantasy points. You want to know how much this influenced his rankings? Before this game, over the last two weeks, he was the 120th ranked player. After today's game, he's the 73rd ranked player. That is how he'd been okay and now really good in this game. Jumped his numbers up significantly. Actually pushed him to the top 100 on the season as well. Now, of course, Anthony, Bamba, Suggs, Isaac, Akiki, Ross, Fultz. That's like eight rotation players. I don't think you can sell high on Franz Wagner, but you always inquire. And as I will constantly say, me saying that a guy is sell high does not mean you have to trade him. It means you look at it, you see if someone gives you a stupid offer, if not, you just go, oh, well, I'm enjoying what I'm getting now. And later on, it'll drop off. Because it will drop off. It, it just won't continue at this level. It won't. He will not have yeah, 20 shots per game, 10 trips to the line, 31% usage. It won't. I'm telling now, there's no chance of it happening. So you just enjoy what's happening now. Wendell Carter had 19 and 10 with three steals, while Roderick Hampton, just the nine points on 11 shots, but four assists, two steals, and a block. And if Gravit is missing time, and Anthony is missing more time, then RJ might be a 12-team streamer. Wasn't the greatest night from Gary Harris? Nice, Gary! 13 points and four assists, but he is a 12-team league player at the moment with all those guys out. While they started Robin Lopez, he had nine points in 24 minutes. The Admiral Schofield uh, starting option moved uh, moved over. We're done from that. He's not starting anymore. That is the words that I am trying to say. Let's look at the second game. The Sixers, they get a win, but it's, yeah, when you, know when you have a win and it's just not a good one, like it just, you just feel empty, that's what the Sixers should feel here. 114-109 against the Raptors. And it's not even the real Raptors. It's a zombie Raptors. Embiid was... And the problem is, Embiid was awesome. Like, he was actually really good, Joel. 36-11, 69% shooting. Giggity! 14 attempts at the line, hit 12 of them. That's a great line. 56 fantasy points. That's sick. Everyone else was shit house, including Tangles. Tyrese Maxey was bad. Five points on 18%, two rebounds and one assist. This is not a sign to drop him. It's not great, but it's not a sign to drop him. Meth Curry, Tyler Johnson had three points in 11 minutes while Thibault played a lot and he just doesn't do anything. I love him as a defender. I think he's borderline unplayable as an offensive guy and that just makes him a really weird option. Seven points um, and didn't even bring the defensive stats. Not a 12-team league guy. Seth had 12, 4, and 5 and his cold streak in his shooting continues. Remember how hot he was? And it's cooling off. The Thick Hogsman, Tobias Harris. I bet you didn't expect the Thick Hogsman to have a triple-double. Um, I think I am a TH. T to the H! Yeah, TH for life! And he did it while shooting 25%. 53 fantasy points, 19, 12, and 10. Two steals and a block. And was 13 of 14 from the line. And Georgie Niang got hot. 19 points on 70% shooting. That's a fluky game. Don't read too much into it. For the Raptors, they are without Van Vliet, Ananobi, Barnes, Achua, Dragic, Bonga, Birch, Banton. But... Fred Van Bled will return next game, it looks like. That's Friday. And then we're probably one game away after that from Ananobi and Barnes returning. And Achua and Birch should be back for Friday as well. So they went with a starting lineup that was Malachi Flynn, first game back from Protocols. Uh, Gary Trent, first game back from Protocols. And Pascal Siakam, first game back from Protocols, along with Yuta Watanabe and Chris Boucher. And 
let's get it out of the way now. The wiki Chris Boucher played 38 minutes. He had 28 and 19 with five threes, one steal, and two blocks. And without fail, the questions will roll in. Is it Boucher time? Boucher season question mark? Nick Nurse is a fucking idiot. Why is Boucher not playing? This is a great game from Boucher. I, absolutely fantastic stuff. Do I trust it at all? Nah, not at all. Again, Ananobi, Barnes, Achua, Birch are all out. All of these blokes are out. This is the first time Boucher has actually hit over 30 minutes. He's been good, and he has been a 12-team lead player because everyone has been out. And after this game, you, of course, do not drop him. But there will be somebody. There will be somebody in your league who has a voodoo doll of Chris Boucher, but instead of putting pins in it to hurt him, they just jerk off all over it. Someone will have one of those in their room. All right, and if they do, you trade him and you try to get a ton of value. Is that ton of value a top 60 player? Shit, if you could do it, you just praise it, whatever data you can find. Anything. Because again, there is no way that Ananobi and Barnes and Van Vliet and Achua and Birch are not playing and not playing minutes and not taking shots. And Boucher might go back from 38 minutes here to playing 17 minutes or 21 minutes and taking instead of 14 shots, six shots and then not hitting them at 71%. It's the perfect thing again. Minutes way up, usage up, efficiency up all at the same time to make us go, wow, Chris Boucher. And then he'll go out and do nothing. Do not drop him, but absolutely explore the trades. Uh, first game back from protocols, Nick Nurse, kids, cover him. Like, Nick Nurse does not give a fuck. Yeah, we'll probably ease him in. 42 minutes. 28, 6 and 8, a steal and a block. That's a sick game from him. Same with Gary Trent. He gets the nice Gary as well. Nice Gary! 19 points, 4 triples, 7 assists and 2 steals. Unfortunately, he shot 25% from the field. He's been excellent this year. Those assists are a real surprise. In fact, what do you reckon, Sheev? A surprise, to be sure, but a welcome one. And he had another two steals, which continues to be up all season. I still am not convinced that this is going to be the bloke that is doing this consistently. But he is doing it, so that's great. Um, Flynn had six points in 32 minutes, 17% shooting. If you added him today, you can get rid of him. While DJ Wilson, as I said, drop him. Nine points in 13 minutes in the second half. Watanabe was all right. 10 points, two threes. But again, that role is just going to diminish very, very quickly once these players return from protocols, which isn't too far away. The Miami Heat had a big lead over the Wizards, and the Wizards got back into it. The Heat ended up winning 112, uh, sorry, 119-112. 42 minutes for Spencer Dinwiddie. 24, 7, and 11. Salad high. Do you know after this game, over the last two weeks, Dinwiddie is still the 304th ranked player, despite the last three games being all right. That's how bad he was. Um, this is encouraging, but there is no Bill. There is no Caldwell Pope. There is no Neto. There is no Holiday. If he's on the wire, you add him, and then you try and trade him away. Gafford played 36 minutes. Didn't block a shot, but 16, 11, 100% shooting. Absolute guaranteed must roster player has been all season. If I had the always-has-been sound, I'd play it now. Denny Avdia, nice defensive game. One steal and two blocks. Seven, tri seven points with two triples. And Kispert had 14 with four threes. Good numbers from those guys filling in for KCP and Beal. But their value is going to be short-lived. While Kuzma had 22 and seven on some poor shooting, but 22 and seven nonetheless. I don't believe that Kuzma is a 12-team league player. They also recently signed Alizé Johnson, but he just played the nine minutes. And one of the best names in the league, Craig Sword. What a name. Or does he mispronounce it and call himself Sword? That'd be embarrassing. But Craig Sword played uh, 14 minutes for six points. Got to mention Bertans, who had 19 with five triples in 21 minutes. Also got to say, don't worry too much about it. Onto the Heat. They were without Lowry at a bio. Then before the game, Struess was out, the Winter Soldier. 
Um, no Tucker, no Deadman, no Haslam, no Morris. And then at the end of the game, very end of the game, Jimmy Butler sprained his ankle. She 25, 8, and 15 for Butler with two steals and two blocks is a monster game. Absolutely huge game. 65 fantasy points. We love it. But the dude can't stay healthy. He's old. He's constantly hurt. Let's see what his ankle leads to, but this is not great. Hero was also excellent. 32 with five threes, and the Spur Duncan Robinson had 26 with eight triples. All well and good. I don't care. Not adding him in 12-team leagues. The big fella, Omar Yurtseven, 10 and 14 with three steals. I am adding him in 12s. And I think Gabe Vincent should be a 12-team league guy. Four steals, nine points with three triples for Vincent. And with Butler now hurt, with Struess now out, and Lowry out, great option. I think Caleb Martin could become that guy as well. Eight points in 29. That's not great. But if Butler does join Lowry and Struess on the sidelines, then Martin is going to get somewhat of a boost in his value. I, uh, I failed to see how it could not go that direction. Guys, bet online is the place this holiday season that has you covered with more props, more odds, more lines than ever before as football continues its march through the college bowl season and right to the pro football playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all sports action this season. So head to that website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using our promo code LOCKEDON. From basketball to football, the NHL, UFC, boxing, or right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait and take advantage of all of the fantastic offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline is where the game starts. It's New Year. Got some wanky phrases there. New Year, New You. But we all want to get fitter and less fat. And one way we can do that is by replacing unhealthy snacks and treats with things that are good for us, like Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It is not only low in fat, low in sugar, low in carbs, but it is high in protein, and the taste will absolutely blow your socks off. So if you are getting into the gym to get fit for the new year, or if you're just looking to shed some of those extra pounds slash kilos from the Christmas break, Built Bar is the option for you. So many great flavors, so many delicious bars that they have, and now you can get them for 15% off. So head to Built.com, use our code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and get yourself a box of the best tasting protein bar ever. Built Bar is built different. Okay, the Lakers. They eventually get over the line against the Houston Rockets. They started LeBron James at center. I find it extraordinarily frustrating, extraordinarily funny. I guess that the fact that they had Anthony Davis and they were playing us 35 minutes a night of Dwight Howard and DeAndre Jordan combined. Anthony Davis goes out and Fisdale, to his credit, is like, these blokes are shit house. Like, we don't need to play them. Let's just play LeBron at center. And they did. And LeBron played well at center. Another one of those things where I'll tell you about why Yahoo's default two-center system is ridiculous. Centers, unless you've got a great center, you don't need to play centers these many minutes. Playing DeAndre Jordan has been coaching malpractice for four years. But no, we've got to protect Anthony Davis. All right, all right, guys. LeBron had 32-11-11, one steal, two blocks. Fucking goat outside. It's just a goat. No. This bloke's the fourth-ranked player in fantasy leagues this year. Cannot believe it. I honestly can't believe how good he is. Not how good he is, how good he's been. Mello, 24 points, 9 rebounds, 1 steal, 2 blocks. Good shooting, good defensive stats. That's great. Stream him. Not a must-roster player. Well, Malik Monk, I reckon, is. 40 minutes for Monk. 25 points, 1 steal, 2 blocks, 3 threes. Now, he'll be shit-house in some games, but that was great. Well, Westbrook had 24, 12, and 10. Triple-double, so it must be a good game. 59% from the field. 33% from the free throw line. Analytics will tell you that triple doubles don't mean good games, but I'm here to tell you that Russ is just built different. He's a pure hooper. 
Avery Bradley started 14 points in 31 minutes with two blocks. It's all right, but am I excited? No. Drop tail and Horton target. This guy's garbage. Like, he's so That's unfair to the bloke. He's 20 years old, but he's shithouse. Stanley Johnson comes in, plays 32 minutes, and Horton Tucker moves to the bench. When they get Ariza, and when they get um, Reeves, and when they get Bazemore, or maybe Bazemore, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what the hell Horton Tucker's going to do. See you later. 12-team leagues, get rid of him. Jack Armstrong him all the way out of here. Get that garbage out of here! Um, as for Stan, he's, he's not a fantasy option. But for the Rockets, even though they lost, some good signs. Because cousin Kevin Porter returned. 22 points. Five rebounds, nine assists, five triples, still on a block. Hit his shots, not from the free throw line, but that's a great game. And Jalen Green played a good game as well. Two games in a row for Jalen, 24 points, four threes, four assists, two steals. He was bad. He's playing well. Absolute must roster player now. We waited to see him get better. He's come out of his break, and he's playing better. Wood had 22 and six with three threes and three steals, while the delicate dancer, Alperen Shengun, it's a delicate dance in just 17 steps. Had some extreme foul trouble here. 10 points in 15 minutes. It's getting harder and harder for me to see how he's playing 25 plus minutes with the fact that they refused to play him next to Wood. There was no Tate. There's no Martin. And he's still... I know there was some foul trouble. But we need more of this. If you want to move on, if you're just in too much of a problem with your roster and too many guys out, drop him. There's no problem with that. And add him later on. Nwaba started, had seven points and four blocks at power forward. Yeah, that's a deeper league streamer. Well, Eric Gordon, 13, three and three, who's got some 12 team appeal, but it's not particularly high. It's just solid. While the designer Armani Brooks had 11 points in his 25 minutes. Let's look at the next game. The New York Knicks get the win against the Minnesota Timberwolves, 96, 88. Yeah, Mitch Robinson. And Mitch Robinson says, I'll take it from here. He certainly did. 14 and 18 with two steals and a block on 88% shooting. That's 44 fantasy points. He's obviously been very up and down this season. He is, though, now a must-roster player. But on the other side of things, what is happening with Quentin Grimes? 31 minutes, 11 points, three threes, one steal, one block. And for the second consecutive game, played more minutes than Rowan Barrett. Very interesting. Not adding Grimes in 12s. I would add him in 16. Yeah. I don't know what this means. Barrett? I know what this means for Barrett. See, see you all the way later. Get that garbage out of here! 8-3-3. Three, and, three. and over the last two weeks, he's only played two games, but on a per-game basis, he's ranked... Let me just check my notes here. Yeah, 497th. It does not, almost literally, does not get any worse than that. Alec Burks was also um, shithouse. Alec Burks. He's gone from a starter playing 38 minutes to uh, 7 points in 16 minutes off the bench. Well, Kemba, the magic did wear off here. He still played 33. 10 points, 3 threes, 27%. I don't know whether he's going to play tomorrow. And maybe if I do have Alec Burks, I'd hold just to see if Kemba does play tomorrow. We got Emmanuel quickly back, only 15 minutes. I think that will imp improve tomorrow as he returns from COVID protocol. So if you did add him, he is worth holding. Well, Julius Randle's suckitude continues. 13 on 25% shooting, 15 rebounds and two assists. And he has been such a gigantic disappointment um, all season, pretty much. He's just been bad most of the year. For the Wolves, the weirdness with their injury report was interesting. Russell, Towns, Edwards, Vanderbilt, Prince McKinley-Wright didn't play, but it, it appeared that at, at some time, well, there was a report that they'd all cleared COVID protocols and were just getting conditioning back. I think at this stage, it's just Edwards and Vanderbilt who are dealing with conditioning and Russell and Towns are still in protocols, but it is up in the air. 
Jaden McDaniels, 18-6 with five blocks. Huge game. Doubt it continues when Jared Vanderbilt comes back, but it's great for now. I, I didn't think I'd get to do it again, but here we are. As Greg runs in, we realize this could get dangerous. Greggy Munro, 7-6 and 4, three blocks, 22 minutes. It's not going to last when Towns is back, but nice deep league value. While Beasley had 20 points with four threes, absolutely not going to last. And interestingly, Nathan Knight started over Naz Reed, and Reed played just 12 minutes. Three points for Reed. He only missed one game due to the COVID protocols. And the minutes, well, down. Drop him. Uh, drop Knight. Uh, Beverly, 3-7-7 seven, and seven on 0 of 8 shooting. Absolutely add him. I know that sounds counterintuitive based on that game, but he is a 12-team league guy to me in category leagues. Maybe not so much in points. Well, we've got 24 Jordan McLaughlin minutes, but these blokes are going to miss one or two more games, those COVID players, and that's going to limit the value of so many of those other guys. The Cleveland Cavaliers and the New Orleans Pelicans. The good news for the Cavs was Evan Mobley returned and Darius Garland, unfortunately, he was in COVID protocols. But the bad news is that um, Ricky Rubio suffered a knee injury and it looked really bad. Um, I don't know what the diagnosis is on it. I haven't heard at this point. I'll update you at the end of this show if I hear anything more. But if that is the end of his season, I would not be surprised. Just be prepared for that to be a torn ACL, which is shit else. Because he played 37 minutes, had 27, 13, and 9, two steals, two blocks, and three threes, 67 fantasy points, and was killing them. And then he hurt his knee. That's, that's really bad. If he is out, short term, you'll get a boost for Isaac Okoro, who went back to shithouse here, six points in 31 minutes. But you'll also get a boost to Denzel the Hammer Valentine, and maybe even Kevin Pangos. Would I add Valentine or Pangos in a 12-team league? Probably not. Would I add a Coro? The only reason I would is because Garland and Rubio are out for this week and this week only. That is it. Mobley returned, 22-7. and seven. Excellent. While Kevin Love continued to be amazing. 24.7 triples. His season is literally, if there was a comeback player of the year award in the NBA, like he's getting it, I reckon. He's just been ridiculously good. Dean Wade had three points in 33 minutes and that's, yeah, cool. I think they're going to get Jared Allen back next game. Um, I don't know that for sure, but I think he'll return. For the Pelicans, big comeback from them. They would did it without Ingram, Hart, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, and they were led by Herbalife Jones. 26 points with two threes and three blocks. And while those guys are out, he's a 12-team league player. And Garrett Temple also. Now, Garrett Temple was scoreless until the start of the fourth quarter and had 17 fourth quarter points. So that obviously skews his value, and he did it on six of seven shooting. 17 points, five triples, three assists, and a steal. So it looks great. There's a lot of fakeness to it, but he is at least a 14-team streamer. They interestingly went with Jackson Hayes over Billy Hernan Gomez, and Hayes also played some power forward. Seven and eight with a steal and a block. Hernan Gomez, just six minutes. Let's watch to see whether Hayes has taken that job back, but he's not an ad in 12 or 14 team leagues. While Jonas Valanciunas returned from his illness. Jonas Vasilinovansas. Had a double-double, was inefficient, while Gary Clark started and had 12 points in 29 minutes. And Devontae Graham hurt his knee early and thought, oh no. And then came back, played 33 minutes, had 18, 5, and 5 for some pretty good numbers. And he's playing at a high level. Now, the fact that they started Gary Clark instead of Trey Murphy bugs the shit out of me. And Murphy played just 20 minutes. He has been a gigantic, gigantic disappointment this season um, through his play, but also through how he has been utilized. And I hope that they can figure that shit out. All right, so let's look at the next game, the Thunder and the Kings. The Thunder actually uh, were copying some COVID absences in this game. They were without Favors, Baisley, Trey Mann, Giddy, Pokyshevsky, and Robinson Earl. They started Paul Watson. Paul Watson. 22 minutes, five points for Watson. Obviously not a fantasy option there, but what they did do is start Isaiah Roby. Now, he only played 22 minutes. 
Eight and six with a triple one is all right. And there's a chance that Mike Muscala rests for tomorrow. So I don't mind streaming in Roby. The poor shooting for Lou Dort continued. 19 and eight for uh, daughter. No, my son is also named Bort. He's just not a good shooter, and he was on that hot streak to begin the year. Still hold him, but that's not great. 33, 5, and 5 with Shea, and his poor shooting continues. He did get to the line 17 times to hit 14, so huge there, but 38% from the field and just 1 of 5 from 3. Aaron Wiggins really, really starting to play well. 26 minutes for the other Wigo, 14 and 5 with a triple 1. Starting, might continue starting, I don't know, Uh, at least over Baisley. He is at least, like in your 16-teamers, He's at least worth looking at. The Oklahoma City Mudflap, Kenrich Williams, had 7 and 8 in his 28 minutes, while the Moose, Mike Muscala, had 8 points and 2 triples. For the Kings, Chemezi Metu, we can drop him, only 17 minutes. Terrence Davis played 21 and had 11 and 6 with 3 threes, and Marvin Bagley started and had 9 and 10 in 28 minutes. None of those guys are 12-team league players. None. Bagley remains a bad category league player. Not enough minutes for Davis, not enough for Metu. But I do think that Damian Jones is an add in deeper leagues. 23 minutes, 9 and 14 with two blocks. Better than Thompson, looks better than Len. In a deeper league, he's got value. Unfortunately, that means that Rashawn Holmes is getting dicked around again. Holmes did have four fouls in his 25 minutes, but it wasn't really foul trouble that kept him down. It's Alvin Gentry's incompetency. 9 and 6 in 25 minutes for Holmes is terrible. It's not great. He is a massive buy low. And I know people will always argue with me when I say it's a buy low for Rashawn Holmes, and someone said, oh yeah, buy low for him is Gordon Hayward. That is not a buy low for Rashawn Holmes in the slightest. A buy low for Rashawn Holmes is if you get someone who's panicking and wanting to drop, and you send a shit player for him, and you hope he gets better. You don't have to trade for him because he's performing poorly, and you don't trade someone at a level that he may get back to. That's not winning fantasy. It's bad at the moment. You should have some nerves. I feel confident that he will get better. Torres Halliburton, 24-2-10, a steal and two blocks. Just excellent stuff from him. While the pencil, Harrison Barnes. Barnesy! 17 points with five threes. That's a really, really strong game from Barnes. He still hasn't looked 100% himself since coming back from the foot injury, but it was always going to be hard for Barnesy to replicate the sort of numbers that he was putting up at the start of the season. So much about what he was doing at the beginning of the year seemed untenable. Bud Heald, it was pretty good in this game. Heald, 21 points on 14 shots. Not much else, which is true Bud Heald style. And then we also had Fox with a uh, with a pretty poor game. 12, 5, and 8. The 8 assists is good. The steal is good. The 5 rebounds is good. The 24% shooting is horrendous. The 4 of 7 from the line is also absolutely uh, shitful. That is just a terrible shooting night from Fox, and you can buy low based on those shooting numbers, which are they should improve, but he has been a gigantic, gigantic disappointment. And all these rumors coming out of how disengaged he is, I, I think I think there's a massive chance that he's traded. Personally, I just don't know. I don't I don't have confidence that he is um, going to stay on this team. Let's look at the last game of the night, the Denver Nuggets. They do get the victory in the end over the Golden State Warriors, 89-86. They were up big. The Warriors came back, and then the Nuggets pull out through... Um, well, they didn't pull out, but you know what I mean. Um, big Chungus, Nikola Jokic. Big, big Chungus, big Chungus, big Chungus, big Chungus. Some inefficiency issues here, but 22-18-5, four steals and a block is great. While Fart and Will Barton's back on track. 21, 4, and 4 with four threes. There was no Monty Morris. There was no Aaron Gordon. So Faku started, had 5, 4, and 7 with two steals and a block. And as long as Morris is out, 
Faku's ability to hit threes, get steals, get assists has value. Austin Rivers is starting for Aaron Gordon. I wouldn't look to him. Jeff Green is nowhere near a 12-team league player. He had seven points in 29 minutes. While the big stiffy Bones Highland had eight on 11 shots. That's horrific. The 24 minutes is encouraging for Bones, but we'll leave him out of 12 or probably even 14-team league discussions at the moment. Davon Reed continues to impress. Um, they are going to find a way to get him onto the main roster, whether that's waving Chanchar or waving Cornerly and putting him into a two-way slot or waving Bowl because they obviously don't like him. They'll find a way to get Reed onto this roster, I think. For the Warriors, Wiggins returned 21-8, and eight, two steals and a block. That's very good outside of the efficiency. And Steph had a poor night, but ended with 23 points and five threes. I think he didn't hit his first three till the third quarter. Uh, four assists there on some pretty rough shooting. And while um, Jordan Poole is out, the Dr. Gary Payton had 11-7 and seven with a steal and a three. P uh, Payton does have 12-team stream value, but that's all it is. With Wiggins returning, Otto Porter went scoreless in 26. You can drop him in 12s. Toscano Anderson started for Draymond and had 10 points in 23 minutes. You can probably drop him there as well. While Iguodala played 24 minutes. And it was a beer leads of Porter, Iguodala, Toscano Anderson, all sort of taking each other's minutes, as well as the 17 John Kaminga minutes. Now, he had nine points and got to the line 10 times, but somehow only hit three. So that is pretty rough stuff there from Kaminga, but he's not really making too much of a fantasy impact this season. Let's look... At the monstrous line of the night, it does go to Jim Butler. Yep, he was really good in this one, but we've got to check on that ankle injury. The waiver wire is Herbalife Jones. Your young gun is Franz Wagner, and your dart of the night is Tyrese Maxey. Let's go to the top 10 players today. Um, for, for category leagues, Butler was one, LeBron two, Wagner three, Boucher at four, Rubio at five. And more information has come out since I spoke about Rubio earlier. Uh, they, he is having MRI tomorrow, but the wording of Woj's tweet makes me think that they have done the manual test on his knee and he has torn an ACL. That is my interpretation. I don't know that for sure, but doctors know generally pretty accurately if you've torn your ACL and then they do the MRI and confirm it. Hopefully that's not what it is, but that's what I'm bracing for. And I don't know if I did a good enough job of explaining earlier on the value there. Yes, they are down Darius Garland at the moment. Someone's going to have to start, whether that's Pangos or Valentine. Isaac Okoro is going to play bigger minutes. Okoro is not a guy that... Rubio is not a high usage player for a start. And it's not as simple of a fact of saying, well, Rubio is out there for Okoro is going to become must roster. Okoro is outside the top 240 this season. Has shown some flashes. But Okoro is not coming and going, well, all right, boys, now I'm Ricky Rubio. Seven assists, two steals, um, 18 points. Like, I'm just going to do what Rubio did. That's just not how any of this works. Right, Garland will take on a larger creation role. You get someone like the Discman, C.D. Osman. He'll step up with a bit more creation. I don't think it makes Osman a guaranteed must-roster bloke. But for now, add him in 12-team leagues and figure it out. I think Osman's a 12-team ad, even though he is out in COVID protocols. And you'll get a little bit of value from Pangos and Valentine short-term. But it's just short-term. It might be two, three games until Garland returns. And then you know, Rubio's 27 bench minutes get distributed to Valentine and to Osman, to those guys, and it doesn't really boost those other players up significantly. I could be wrong on that, but again, I just don't think Okoro is turning into Ricky Rubio because Rubio is down. I just don't believe that's how it's going to work. Maybe Okoro does a massive job and steps up. I don't think so. Embiid at six, Halliburton at seven, Tobias Harris at eight, Siakam at nine, and Herb Jones at number 10. For the top 10 players rostered in under 50% of leagues, Herb Jones, yep, while those guys are out, 12-team up, Malik Monk, 12-team out, George Niang, nah, fluke, Josh Christopher, deeper leagues, Greg Munro, no, Garrett Temple, short-term, yes, Nwaba, deep leagues, Bertans, deep leagues, Hayes, very deep leagues, Wiggins, at least 16-team leagues, it's Aaron Wiggins, and then your top 10 players in points leagues, we're looking at number one, LeBron, Ricky Rubio, Butler, Boucher, Embiid, Wagner, 
Tobias Harris, Jokic, Westbrook, and Siakam. That will do it for today's show, guys. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. Give it a thumbs up if you're here on YouTube. Leave your comments down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.